The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me will come a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The disciples heard John say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following him, he said, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? Jesus said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who had heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said, we have found the Messiah, which translated means anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel reading reads a little bit like a clue from the game show Jeopardy, which, as you probably know, goes like this. The clue comes in the form of an answer, and the contestant must then supply the question. This Gospel reading for today is like that, except, of course, we are not contestants, and the Bible is not a game show, but... What we have in this reading from John is an answer to a frequently asked question. It's a question that is often voiced following the season of Advent after we have spent four weeks together exploring the themes of expectant waiting and anticipation and watchfulness as we are making ready for our annual celebration of the birth of the Christ child at Christmas time. But also during those same four weeks, we turned our attention to the second coming of Christ of that day. In response to a question asked by his own disciples, Jesus himself said this, 
See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, stay awake, for you do not know when the time will come. Given this response of Christ, it shouldn't come as any great surprise then that there's all kinds of uncertainty surrounding the return of our Lord, right? The words of Jesus are cautionary. Beware, he says. Be on guard. Keep awake. And yet, no one, except for God, knows when Jesus will return. All of which gives rise to the question, which goes something like this. So when Jesus does come again, how will we recognize him? How can we not be led astray? How can we know for sure it is the Lord? Now, while this question might sound a little bit like a case of FOMO, the fear of missing out, the concern is legitimate. I mean, after all, when Jesus came the very first time, there were very few indeed who saw him for who he was. You might remember this exchange between Jesus and his disciples. Jesus asked, who do the people say that I am? Some of the disciples replied, John the Baptist. Others said, Elijah, or one of the prophets. Unmentioned by the disciples on this occasion, by the way, were all kinds of less admiring epitaphs for Jesus, which were then current in Palestine, like blasphemer, false prophet, and madman. If those who walked and talked and ate and traveled with him, if those who sat at his feet and listened to his preaching and teaching, if those who were witnesses of or recipients of his healing power and his miracles, if they were uncertain of his identity, How could we possibly be sure so many centuries later? If Jesus returned right here, right now, how would we know it was him? And worse, what if we didn't? This is where the reading from John's Gospel proves helpful. It offers two important truths about Jesus and his coming to us. One reminds us how much God wants us to know his son, and the other relieves any anxiety about getting it right when it comes to knowing for sure it is him. The reading began like this. John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I imagine this scene taking place on a busy street corner in the market square with a large crowd of people hurrying about, minding their own business, when all of a sudden John sees Jesus and cannot help himself but lift his finger, point to him, raise his voice, and announce to anyone and everyone, behold, the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sin of the world. 
I also imagine people stopping in their tracks and turning their heads to take a look. I know that I've said this before, but let me remind you and say it again. Many, if not most of you, are here precisely because someone pointed you to Jesus. Look, they said, it's the Lord. This is the Son of God. And maybe for you, it was just like it was for John the Baptist when he was still in the womb of his mother Elizabeth and Mary, the mother of Jesus, greeted them. Maybe something inside of you leapt at that good news Maybe there was no need to question its truth or its authenticity because it resonated so deeply within you and it satisfied all for which you have ever hungered and it quieted your uncertain heart and you just knew for sure. What's more, just like the two disciples in the reading for today, maybe you couldn't help yourself but to see and hear that good news and follow. And so you keep on showing up here at the house of the Lord to be fed and forgiven and freed, to behold for yourself the Lamb of God again and again and again. Two services of confirmation were held here at St. Philip the Deacon yesterday afternoon, and those young people who knelt at this altar rail affirming their baptismal faith were here, every single one of them, because someone, a parent or a relative, a neighbor or a friend, a Sunday school teacher or a confirmation guide, a godparent, or maybe even a complete stranger, someone lifted a finger pointed to Jesus, raised their voice, and said, this is the Savior of the world. Friends, we must give thanks to God for all of those who point and announce, for the ones who name the miracles, for the ones who show the way through the wilderness, for the ones who lift the eyes of our hearts that we might see and recognize and know our great God. So that's the first truth from the gospel for today. God wants nothing more than for everyone to know the depth and the breadth of his love for us, so much so that all throughout our lives, he sends trustworthy witnesses who will point us to his son. I love how this Bible story unfolds. One day, John saw Jesus and announced to anyone within earshot, Behold the Lamb of God. And then the very next day, John saw Jesus again, and he made the same announcement, but this time he directed it to two of his disciples. One was Andrew, and the other one was unnamed. The gospel tells us that the two disciples heard the announcement, and they immediately followed Jesus and spent the rest of the day together. We read that later that same afternoon, Andrew did the most natural thing in the world. He went to find his brother, Simon, in order to tell him about Jesus, in order to bring him to meet Jesus. It's such a simple 
and beautiful visual reminder, isn't it? When someone tells you the best news ever, you can't help but share it with those you love. The Gospel story concludes with Andrew bringing his brother to meet Jesus. Now, while one might reasonably anticipate what would happen next, it would be for Andrew to take the lead and make the introductions as in, Simon, I would like you to meet Jesus. And Jesus, this is my brother Simon. But that's not what happened. Instead, before Andrew could even begin a proper introduction, Jesus looked at his brother and said, You are Simon, son of John. No introduction necessary. Jesus called him by name. Remember that question? When Jesus comes again, how can I be sure to know that it's him? Here's the beautiful truth. You don't need to worry about whether or not you will recognize Jesus when he comes again, because no matter what, the God who knit you together in your mother's womb, the God who knows the number of hairs on your head, the God whose cross was marked on your forehead at baptism, that God will recognize you and call you by name. I conclude with these words from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Amen.